0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of These Are The Voyages. I'm the fleet captain. It's temporary though, it's not going to last. And uh, joining me for uh, this here voyage um, into some place, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. How are you fellas doing?
1: you know if we're just going to make stuff up can we just both be like fleet lieutenant commander and fleet commander that's respectively? true effectively yeah, yeah we can do
0: that
2: the, chase where's your did you get a new giant like <laughs> chest pin
0: yeah it's 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 really heavy so I that just think decided... was huge <laughs> was I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> oh man find it. I mean, I know it's sort of episode talk, but it, I do find it kind of funny that the only the decoration that you're going to give is just something around your existing com badge, and not like something else, like not a pin or something, like another bobble to go around. But no, it's just a black circle. It's the a same. A giant or the same black thi- circle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing as the admirals' badges. You know, like their admiral insignia or whatever, and. I'll just say it right now like there was a one part in the episode where the light is hitting that insignia um, in such a way that you can see the other like arrows the other like deltas chevrons whatever like going around it like the wreath or whatever you can see it like blacked out so like it's only like those two at the bottom that are apparently signify fleet captain wow. figure that yeah. out Wow. yay sharpies or electrical tape or something <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, here we are. Here we are just uh, living the dream, doing stuff. Um, things aren't going to last that long. You know, it's it's fine. Um, what have you guys been up to? Anything fun and exciting happened since uh, the last time we did stuff?
1: We bought a new vehicle today.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It's a smart car. Yeah. A little box oh, on wheels. Yeah, totally.
1: Exactly that, that, that's wanted. totally your All speed. All electric right? guys. We're we're going electric. <laughs> no. We bought a <clears throat> we, we bought a Jeep Wrangler. Oh nice. Yeah. I'd wanted to replace Ashley's car for some time. She bought it new back in two thousand seven. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, here's hey, to- the thing. Toyota keeps going, man.
2: Here's the thing: If sure you buy do. that car, what 15, 16 years ago, right? You mm-hmm. you had it paid off for at least ten years, right?
1: Which All, means, yeah, she's probably at she's, least right. She had no, that thing paid off. No,
2: really but quick. I mean, so no car payments, <laughs> so you built yep. up, hopefully. Yeah, but we money. we had
1: been looking around. I mean, oh. I, the 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 Wrangler thing is such a weird thing, especially around here. You know, the the values of the you know holding weird values and. You know. Anyway, there, there. I learned more about Jeep trim packages than I ever needed to know because I never knew what the <laughs> hell Sahara meant or like uh, Mojave or you know whatever the stupid thing Willys and all that stuff they have on the side. You know, as I I didn't know it. I didn't know what it meant. Never knew. Still barely know. <laughs> huh. But we got one. She's happy with it. It's uh, it's fun. I had a few things that I just wanted it to have, you know, myself. So, isn't there um, a Jeep plant in Toledo? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know we have we have manufacturing in Ohio still. So, I mean, mm-hmm. my my truck was put together in Indiana. So,
0: okay. Because I remember uh, my uh, maternal grandfather. Uh, I think after he came back from the war he ended up you know working for jeep and i want to say it was in the toledo area uh there in like the 50s and 60s and and whatnot
1: yeah it's very possible very possible
0: hmm. cool cool cool. Were you all happy with with your
1: new jeep yeah so no it's yeah it's it's nice it's Sweet. a nice jeep <laughs> cool It is a vehicle. It is a conveyance. It is vehicular in origin.
0: Oh man, oh man. Cool. Very cool. Eric, anything going down with you, dude? Yeah, we went shopping, right,
2: for clothes for David's wedding, right? Had to get the find that a perfect fit for the both of us you and david are
0: coordinating
1: yeah
2: yes i mean i i did ask david for <laughs> color schemes
0: yep can i get a <laughs> swatch of your suit
2: no no i asked for the bridesmaids colors he's like i don't care just don't wear white yeah <laughs> basically
1: what he said yeah people could show up in whatever they want if They're just jeans and a t-shirt i i do i don't care
0: but does the bride to be? <laughs> she care? doesn't care either. That's the more important yeah. question. No,
1: nobody cares.
0: No one cares. Okay, cool. If you if you say so. Oh lordy, yeah, nothing nothing too uh, exciting, I guess this week. I mean, the, I guess the closest thing is um, my fancy piece of paper, my diploma, actually showed up today um, this week. So
1: nice.
0: Got that framed and hanging up, so the, uh, the trifecta has been completed. (laughs) So there we go. Sucker's huge, though, like... Well, it better be! I just didn't expect the thing to be as big as it is. Like, good grief is it huge.
2: It better be big. It deserves to be big. Display that thing prominently.
0: We're still talking about the diploma, right? Yes. Okay. good.
2: I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
2: I mean, if you do like teach from home or you're on calls, like that thing better be prominent, like right here. (laughs) I know everyone can read it.
0: (laughs) You can basically read it on the webcam right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Mine's right there. You can't see it.
0: I see a corner.
2: It's behind the logo.
0: I see the corner of it. I think it says Michigan on it somewhere. No, it says Missouri. Oh, okay. Oh, is that your master's? Yeah. Cool. Oh man. Okay. Well, I got nothing else. Do y'all wanna get going with this thing? Yes. Cool. All right, everyone. This is your red alert. As we go into spoilerific territory. We talk about this week's episode of Star Trek Strange New World season 2 episode 6 Lost in Translation. Well, we're I'm uh, shocked
2: there's never been a Star Trek episode called Lost in Translation before. Uh-huh. This there were like 800 episodes or something and this is the first time like all the communication problems we've had like N- not once said we were <laughs> lost in translation. Yeah. That's, like, that's strange
0: to me. Like, let's just, let's just, like, have some fun for, like, a, a second, okay? Let's think of, like, some, you know, episodes, like, across, you know, the different series, okay? Of where this title would be appropriate. Okay? First one that comes to mind, Darmok. This would totally, like, the title would totally work with the episode Darmok.
2: Or... There's a DS Nine season one episode called Babel. That's a good one, right? Where they all have a, a, aphasia.
1: Mm-hmm. But the, I understand what,
2: why it's called Babel, right?
1: What was it? Was a TNG episode with the um, uh, the, the the ambassador? To, he was um, uh, deaf, and he had oh. the the people that like would loud as a whisper. Loud right? as a whisper. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that That'd it? Be
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Anyway.
2: Anyway, you yeah, know, just 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 a comment out there. Right? I'm just surprised that that's never happened before.
0: Yeah. 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 Like you said, over 800 episodes, and here it is. Here it is. Um. Yeah. So we're we're coming on the heels of you know. Um, <laughs> How last week ended, you know, with uh, Spock finally getting his vitamins. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, him and praying being on a break. Um, but this week we're, we're shifting um, a focus now to... Um, I don't know. Uhura. We're getting another Uhura-focused focus, episode. Um, which I think the last time we had an uhura focus. Episode was basically uh, Children of the Comet. Is that right? Yeah.
2: I yeah. I mean, that. I mean, it wasn't like a sole Uhura episode, but, um, Hammer, Hammer's last episode kind of focused well, on, like, the two of them. It did. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it focused on a lot of people. Yeah. So it wasn't just, like,
0: specifically her.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, so we we start off with um, another um, log this time communications officer log um, stardate 2394.8 um, we're, we've been sent to this place called bannon's nebula um, which is on the edge of explored space and it's here that we've basically found this um, rich um, cache basically of deuterium um, which we are going to use as our fuel basically and um this is where we can kind of like harvest it and um create mechanisms to refine it um for wider use we got a lot of fuel nurseries
2: right we got this deuterium nursery remember we had the dilithium nursery in Mm. discovery season 3 uh picard season 3 had some it wasn't they didn't call it a nursery but it kind of turned out to be didn't it little nebula we were in
0: yeah yeah so yeah it's a stellar nursery and uh, one thing i don't know if you guys knew this <clears throat> or not but with bannon's nebula that was actually named after the significant other of um our our the actress that plays our helmsman so melissa melissa navia's um late significant other um he was apparently some kind of creative or whatever and um he passed away in i think um mid to late 2021 uh, which was just before they started um, I guess writing and producing this particular episode. So they actually named the Nebula in honor of him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just a fun little fun little factoid on that one. Um, but yeah, also um, you know, as, as we're getting this log we're also Having Pike here, just kind of chilling, um, you know, the the front of the bridge, um, chit-chatting, saying some things, and um, he's got like this this like new like a uh, coaster that's sitting on his uniform. It's his new uh, rank or honor, rific or something. I don't know. He's now fleet captain, Pike. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because he's a fleet captain because there's a mission involving more than one ship. Yes. So and I, what I is one know. of those extra ships? What's the name of that extra ship?
1: The Farragut. Yeah, ah, the no, Farragut. No, nobody knows what that ship is. So anyway, it's, not, it's probably not important. I, I didn't know fleet captain was a uh, temporary rank.
2: I mean, neither did I.
1: So here's well, the thing: well, well, when you look when you look at like um, old British nautical stuff, commodore. Commodore was a temporary rank, um, and then the Americans actually had Commodore as a standing rank in the Navy, um, but in Star Trek we also have Commodores as well, <clears throat> which serve different functions, I, but I didn't know, Fleet Captain was kind of, seemed kind of weird, temporary Fleet Captain?
0: It's, it's not going to be temporary. We know it's not going to be temporary. Um, but, okay, like, can we just camp out on this for a second, like, with the fleet captain thing? Um, I'm going to sound probably potentially really dumb to some of y'all and the people in listener land, but what is the difference between fleet captain and captain of the flagship? Because, like, when you're... Well, there's,
2: there's no distinction of flagship. They just, like... You're on the flagship, but that doesn't necessarily like. There's no official like. I've flagship. I've read,
0: but I've read somewhere that if you're if you were captain of the flagship, that you had the ability to take command of the fleet, if necessary. And I say that and I bring that up because, uh, although it's not you know, the the era that Pike and Kirk are in, like for example, we see that happen with Picard. Right? We see that certainly in first contact. We see that um, at times even in the next generation episodes. I mean kind of not too much, but like I'm just trying to understand like what the actual difference is if there is one because Pike is the captain of the flagship at this point.
1: I mean, if, if you if you were just like trying to make pure logical sense of it, At least to me, it would just be like a senior captain. So somebody who's been around. I mean, as far as it's not like a rank though, right? I mean, you you are the captain of the flagship flagship obviously is important, but I would just assume that would have went to like a senior captain, somebody who's been in the chair for a while, which maybe is not all that historically accurate, but (laughs) that's what you would want to think it would be.
0: Sure. I also was... I was looking up some, like, Fleet Captain stuff, and, like, um, I'm weird. I enjoy looking at Insignia, like, from across the eras and just seeing, like, what it does look like. And, of course, like, we have the the coaster. Like, we have the Admiralty-looking, you know, Insignia um, that they're wearing, but now it's just the two, you know, Deltas or Chevrons at the bottom of the wreath for Fleet Captain. Apparently, there is a Fleet Captain Insignia... Um, that you could have in, like, the, um, like, with the Wrath of Khan, Monster Maroon kind of uniforms. And it's still the Tootsie Roll, like, um, you know, what, what um, Kirk has. But instead of, like, the little uh, triangle things, like, um, on the top and bottom, it's that, but it's also on the left and right. So um, before you get to, like, you know, the inner pins or whatever for um, the Admiralty. So I was looking that up. I thought that was kind of cool. Um But anyway, this does line up with um, Canon, by the way, that Kirk, we we're gonna run into Kirk because the fair gets here, by the way. And um, Canon does, in, in um, I forget the name of the episode, Eric will probably be able to name it like that, but um, Kirk is you know, asked by someone, you know, when did you, how long have you ever met Pike? You know, yeah, I met him on the day he was promoted to fleet captain and boom. Kirk shows up the day that he was promoted to fleet captain.
2: Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: What? I knew something that that. Eric didn't. Yeah. I am shocked. Well, you know, it happens. Wow. I'm kind of proud of myself in a way. (laughs) Um, Okay. So yeah, so Pike's been given um, been given the quote unquote, temporary, uh, rank of fleet, ca- or, you know, honorific of fleet captain because he's commanding, um, you know, the refinery installation type stuff and like the Farragut and like whomever else is going to be part of this operation essentially. Um, so here we are, we're doing this thing and, um, yeah, Ahura hasn't been sleeping too well, right? Like something's going on with her with a girl. She hasn't been sleeping too too well. And um, anyway, while while we're kind of making sense of some stuff, like she here's like a weird chirp, and she like kind of hones in on it, but she can't find it. It's not in the records. It wasn't recorded or something. And um, Pike's kind of giving her a weird look, and um, she's asked to leave basically.
2: Well, she says, I'm going to go run a diagnostic or a full diagnostic on the communications
0: array. Which then we get like a little bit of a, uh, a flashback to her time with Hammer while she's working on...
1: Yeah, she's on watching that. YouTube videos, <laughs> Eng- engineering YouTube videos. Like, how do I fix an array? Right. Hi, welcome to my channel.
0: Right. This is Hammer. If, li- if, you- if you like what you see, make sure you the like, the subscribe. Like yeah, hit
2: the subscribe Ring the bell. button right there. <laughs> They you gotta don't punch that, that like
1: button, you know. Just, just like hit it really hard. Phaser that like button.
2: <laughs> no, it's funny. And then as she's working on this thing, Pelia, our new, our new chief engineer, comes in. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you miss Hemmer. I'm sorry about him. He died. He was one of my best students. I don't know why I just. I only said it because he's dead. You know, I didn't want to talk bad about him. He,
1: he wasn't a great student. He was okay. He was just okay. I just you know there was one part is like what you know, I don't remember the exact wording, but it's basically you haven't talked to me. It's like, well no, because you're not around. Like you're just not there. You how could they talk to you? You haven't you haven't been anywhere. We haven't seen you since the beginning. What's okay, what's up with this, y'all?
0: Like she is like the the Reno yep, of this Reno. show. Where she's like there But she's not there like reno is off somewhere you know eating her black licorice
1: and you know what are you doing that's all the engineers do they just mysteriously eat and sometimes get crumbs on their uniform and we don't see them eating they're just eating all the time if you look at the episodes that we've had
2: so far there really hasn't been an episode that's needed like an engineering solution right we had you know a courtroom drama episode time travel episode which i guess did use her right in some sense. We had a, an out-of-body experience, and then we had a whole episode set on a planet, right? So nothing's really needed an engineering solution yet. Yeah, hopefully fair. we get an engineering solution because because I kind of want an engineering solution. I want to give that <laughs> that
0: Delta. <laughs> Yeah, but why, why aren't you talking to me, man? What what would I do, man? Are you mad at me? Such uh, a strange character. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not a fan. Well, when you hire
2: a comedian, right? You're you are you're trying to get a comedic character.
0: Okay, so I'm going to uh, I okay, was I did not expect a comedian, right? yeah I was not expecting her voice to actually be that like what it is on the show um but I like listened to part of the ready room today and uh I'm like wow that's that's actually her voice she was grandmama in the Adams Family what? have you never seen Taxi?
2: the the Mm. television show Taxi? a long time ago with Andy Kaufman on it like that's where she's famous from.
0: She was also um, in uh, Princess Bride, wasn't she? Probably. Mm-hmm. She's been around for a long time. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, we have more. Uh, we have some. We're watching the YouTube video, trying to figure out, you know, stuff, and uh, one of which is, um, you know, you gotta. Um, turn down the gain on the substa- subspace antenna. Um, otherwise, it's going to blow things up, basically. Blow it out, basically. Um, you're going to have a blowout. It's going to be great. Blowouts are not good, by the way. They're dirty, they stink. Don't look at me that way, David. I see that. I see that. You didn't see anything. <sighs> so anyway, so we have to go down to. We're we're gonna go check out the refinery. We're gonna see what's going on there real quick. Well,
2: before that,
0: right? This um, is we um, had.
2: It we don't even get to the refinery next, is
0: it?
2: Isn't it? Isn't that isn't Uhura go in the elevator? Isn't that our next scene? Mm. I don't know. Go for it. Maybe I got the scenes out of order. Well,
1: well, we have she's checked out in Sick Bay, right? Yeah, she's checked out in Sick cuz she's got but before
2: she goes to Sick Bay doesn't she see the hallucination, right? She leaves yes. the like the nacelle where she's fixing it and then she gets in the elevator, the turbo lift, and she sees like a zombie Hemmer. Mm-hmm. A decayed body of you know, dear departed Hemmer. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then we cue to credits,
0: right? Yes. Okay, you're you're right. You're right. Do y'all hear that? I hear something. I don't know what it is. How appropriate that this is happening for. <laughs> what What do you hear? What does it sound like? It sounds like a xylophone or something.
1: That sounds like. It sounds like something like TV or something's being picked up.
0: Is it a (laughs) xylophone? I don't know. Did it go away? For now. We'll see if the refinery stuff messes with that anymore. That's kind of cool, though. (laughs) It's on brand for, for today's episode, that's for sure.
1: Keeping that in.
0: I just might. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So, anyway, refinery? So yeah, we're we're checking out um um a, well, yeah, after we've we've done like the the getting checked out by the sick bay and stuff, there's this weird cortex stuff, but like, you know, you've got some deuterium poisoning, just you know, leave it be type of thing. Uh get some rest. Um you can't go back to your duty station until you take a, a little siesta, and I'm convinced that you've had a siesta and actually siested. So, um yeah um we're we have to check out um just a few things um we have we have a team that's going to go down and check out uh the refinery and um like check out some of the systems and while we're down there uh we start to hear and experience some oddities that are going on we kind of follow it and we eventually come into a dude that's kind of like huddled up um you know behind like a, a workstation or something and um he's kind of experiencing some of the same stuff if not a little bit more heightened than uhura and uh, we got to get him out of there but he's just acting all sorts of frenetic with us and we have to get him out of there and get him back to the enterprise and get him checked i think it was the enterprise right that well, we take the, him back to
1: yeah well there, there's a little <clears throat> little bit in here with um with our chief engineer and and Una kind of butting heads a little bit on the excuse me the direction that they're supposed to be taking here and and our engineer is basically saying it's like you know there's something wrong here I don't know what it is but there's something wrong and Una's kind of a little seems a little bit dismissive of this maybe giving like hard command here you know it's like no go do this now and then of course she doesn't so and that's where we lead into this idea of there's sabotage here on the station sabotage
2: uh-huh. yeah and then and then uh what uh uhura's trying to sleep she's trying to get some rest but you know she can't she sees some more
0: hallucinations, right? She's it's having, not, like, some like, night terrors, mm, if you will. Ooh. She sees, like,
2: I don't know, it's like her village on fire or something. Yeah. Where she's yeah. from. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Toronto. Toronto's on fire. I don't think she's from Toronto. <laughs> but I think she's... where
1: they filmed it. Well, <laughs> well, no, we wind up knowing what it is later. We do, yeah.
2: <sighs> okay. Okay, and then here we have it, boom! Guest starring for the first time in actual in our actual t- right correct timeline, because every time we've seen him before, it hasn't been the correct timeline, nope. right? It's nope. been some <laughs> alternate timeline, some alternate reality. Here he is. James Kirk.
0: All righty then. It's uh, it's good to have him. I think. I think
2: there's Sam and his brother welcoming him. Hey, hey there, first officer of the Farragut. Even though you're still just a lieutenant, I don't know if your promotion's coming into lieutenant commander or not. But it probably should. It's like you know,
1: it's it's a few months. I got to train my replacement.
2: Yeah. I mean, what is what was his job on the on the before? Was he the security tactical?
0: What was he? I thought he was the tactical officer on the fair Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, which like that's that doesn't seem like it's too far off. Like with him being lieutenant and being the tactical security officer, whatever, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I would hope that if you're going to go into like a first officer position, you would be at least a lieutenant commander.
2: Well, you would
1: think
0: the promotion to
2: first officer would come with a promotion in rank as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I
1: mean, you, you've kind of been seeing though, like, just a, an overall—I don't know—a lessening of rank on ships lately. Like everybody's just a lieutenant. You know, there's there's really not like the lieutenant commanders as often. You're like one commander, a bunch of lieutenants and so forth like that. I I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting because like TNG, you had a, a slew of different, different service ranks aboard that ship. And I mean, even DS nine to an extent, it just seems like nowadays everybody's just a, a lieutenant. And that was a joke that we had with discovery where they were all just magically promoted you know, to lieutenant, commander, three, yeah. so lieutenant, now a lieutenant commander. Yeah. So now you have a whole ship of just lieutenant commanders because they were all just lieutenants beforehand. Right. So. Right.
0: Was that? um Was that season? They all got promoted four? in
1: season four. Or
2: four.
0: in, D- in DS nine, right? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about
2: Discovery. They all got promoted in season four. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think it was season four of Deep Space Nine where, like, everyone got promoted, right? Cisco got promoted to captain at the end of season three. Then season four rolls along, and Dax is a lieutenant commander now. Yep. Bashir is a full lieutenant, right? I think you got everyone promoted at that same time.
0: Um, O'Brien gets, I think O'Brien got his, like, final, like, official, like, chief pip or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, what they finally landed on with that. Master oh, yeah.
1: Chief.
0: Mm. Yeah, but now we've got to have a conversation
2: with brothers, right? Now, Chase, you don't understand this. David, <laughs> you don't. got a brother, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, so how's it going? It, it's Xenolinguistics. Everything's new. Everything's good. Everything's interesting. But I know you don't care, so let's just skip to the point where you tell me what you really want. Where you talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dad's proud of you, and he's not proud of me. Stop showing off. No, you stop showing off. He gave you his name, and you chose to throw it <laughs> in his face.
0: <laughs> oh, first officer of the Kelvin, by the way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So are we canonizing JJ Trek, y'all? Well, not really, because it seems like he's still alive.
2: Yeah, he's still alive. That Nero ship didn't come through.
0: I'm just saying, though. It's (laughs) half. Half, half can. It's a half can. Well, that's the divergence point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's a little... Almost string theory. (laughs) (laughs) It's the multiverse
2: we seem to be big into multiverses right now in our media.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, what's my ambition have to do with you? I mean, like, who cares? Like, one goes the command division, one goes the science division. Who cares? Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, seriously, who cares? Like, if you're going to be successful in your chosen field, that's all that should matter. And, anyway.
2: Okay. Then we get our, our check in with Spock and, and uh, Nurse Chapel here. That's right. It's your move. Playing some chess. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're playing some chess. <laughs> Is that not a euphemism for move faster? Move faster? <laughs> like, I think Vulcans have plenty of patience.
1: <laughs> oh, man did we really we really use this episode to like check in on everybody like just do like a check-in and, and I gotta say like just early on I was just really confused with where we were going with this episode because it's like we check in on Spock and Chapel and they do their back and forth say like, oh uh, are you thinking about telling Starfleet I mean maybe we like we just should okay that's logical. And then Delicious, we got to check in on, yeah, we we got to check in on Leon and, and Kirk. You know, the, I still remember uh, that uh, you owe me that drink. You know, and, did we really have to check in with everybody on this episode? Yes. Oh my god. You know the one character we really didn't
2: check in with though. The cap, the fleet captain.
1: <laughs> oh, there's your <laughs> potion to fleet captain, and then you're you're out of the episode. They really are pushing him like towards the background, you know, and a lot of stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, I, know, I mean, it's because like I don't. Who knows if the production order is the same as the air order, right? I'm sure we could
0: we could look we could find that information somewhere. But like, if only there was a tool on the internet that could be used to ascertain such information. Yes, I don't just don't want to go looking for
2: it. Um, the point being is like we know that Anson Mount is has like, uh, was on paternity, right? Yeah. And so his role is is like less because. And I, but I think th- I think it's hurting the show. Like I know it's yeah. it's terrible of me to say oh, it's hurting the show, right? Because it's like his child is more important than the show. But like I really think it's hurting the show.
1: Mm. Well, well and, and I'm also going to say this too I think one thing that might be hurting the show a little bit are these near hour run times like, yes. i think they're I think they have like too much time to fill so they're trying to like bop in everybody's story without just letting it sort of just roll a little bit like look I mean the fun little bar banner I don't really have a problem with that or anything but like you know if it were me structuring this so you're going to bring in Kirk right we're bringing in Kirk cool fine we have you know this thing with Uhura, and we have Fleet you know Fleet Captain Pike that would be the triad i would have based this around you know how do we converge these three points into the storyline and make it effective and and look I, I, I'm not trying to like get down on it or anything like that. I'm not a show writer or anything like that. I don't know jack about that, but I was confused. I was just a little out of it there. You know, maybe the first quarter of the show, because all we're doing is just hitting everybody. I don't need to hit everybody in here.
2: Yeah. It's almost 20 minutes into the episode before we really get to the story. Like, I mean, it's little? there's some little building, but for, before we really get into it, it's almost 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said, I don't know the why they think they need, like, 55, 60 minutes. Like, you're on a streaming service. You're not filling time. You can make your episode however long or however short you want it to be. Like, I why not make a 42-minute episode?
1: Well, that would have been a traditional hour-long yeah, TV 40, show 40, 40, 40 30, 40 minutes, minutes. something like that yeah, yeah it's, it just seems like a, a some of this banner could have been cut and sacrificed for the betterment of a tighter more cohesive episode that's all
2: mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. alright and after our chess playing we get, we get our, our first canonical meeting of two characters Uhura and Kirk
0: and, of course, Uhura uh, thinks that she's being
1: hit on. I'm really not in the mood to be hit on. Whoa. <laughs> oh, hey! <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. Here, have a brandy. Nobody's hitting on anyone. That was a little creepier than what it actually wound up being. But, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. So, yeah, they kind of had, like, a pretty decent, you know, bonding moment there in the bar. And, um... He takes he he takes a genuine interest in her and like wanting to kind of help sort things out, and um, I think we I think we we see that really playing out pretty well for for the most part.
1: I I, I like the relationship building with Kirk and Ahura in this episode. <sighs> I
2: only th- so I'll, I'll wait. Come- I'll wait to comment on that till we get
1: to the end.
0: So here's the thing that like I'm having a little bit of an issue with, is that. We're what, like six years or so away from Kirk, give or take, six years from Kirk taking command of the Enterprise. Is that right?
2: Uh, that yeah, a,
0: about twenty-two sixty-three, four, five. I think is when he takes command. Yeah, 20,
2: 2265 Yeah,
0: sixty-five. Okay, so I had it right the first time with. Six so we're years. like six years. Yeah. So here's the thing that I have an issue with, and I, and I know, Harry Kim, but. Like Uhura is a lieutenant in original series, and she's an ensign right now. Okay, but that, that could still be two promotions, right? Lieutenant
2: JG, lieutenant full grade.
0: Potentially,
2: yeah. And isn't she a lieutenant commander when the movie gets rolled Movies, get roll movies. yeah. Okay, so you know.
0: I don't know. It just seems like uh, that seems like a really long time to me. um... For her to be an ensign now, and then six years be a lieutenant. I mean, like let's just look at Jordy for crying out loud, how fast he promoted. Let's look at Kirk, how fast he promoted. But he was, you know, a go-getter. Not that, you know, uh, um, Uhura isn't. But I mean, she's like she's doing some like crazy talented things when it comes to communications and operations.
1: Well, well but Spock I is a I lieutenant
0: digress. right now,
2: and isn't he a full commander? I mean, is is he a full commander? Or I don't know. How long has Spock been a lieutenant, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he—I know in Discovery, he's still at the very a lieutenant. End, he was an—I thought he was an ensign. Oh, I thought he? he was a
2: lieutenant in Discovery.
0: I thought—I he... I mean, I thought like whenever he came back on, he was wearing like ensign cuffs, unless—and and then he must have.
2: I don't. Uh, I don't know. I still don't know how to tell ranks of people by looking at their cuffs because we don't see them. (laughs) We don't see them close up enough. They don't like. Okay, look at our cuffs. Right.
0: So no 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 braids is an ensign. And then um, I think it's a a dotted braid. I think is um, a lieutenant JG. Uh, A full braid is a lieutenant. Um, A full braid with a dash is a lieutenant commander. And then two full as commander, two with a dash in the middle as a captain. Okay, that's that's
2: fine, but we <laughs> don't welcome. we don't see them. They don't. They're not like in the picture and steady yeah. enough for you to like just quickly tell, like the pips are.
1: Sure. Yeah, but also I, I do think it's somewhat, you know, important to just think about like Uhura's journey. Although she's doing like amazing stuff. She also was unsettled about if this is even where she wanted to be, too. So, like, I I think that there's, you know, some growing pains that you go through, and then maybe you excel, you know, a couple years down, then you just start to really hit your stride and everything and pick up steam, so. There's
0: something about what Uhura mentions a little bit later not too much later but just a little bit later that is a little unsettling to me um anyway so anyway, So she leaves the bar she yep. has some
2: more hallucinations right she gets into basically sees a bunch of dead crewmen right in the hallway in yep. the corridor she gets into a fight with herself which ends up being kirk that she decks which ends up being kirk that she <laughs> hits in the nose right gives him a bloody nose yep it's like I can see something's wrong with you like let's just help work on this
0: between the two of us here so they go back to I think it's her quarters yeah to, to check things out and to like look over like some data pad and I think doesn't Kirk ask for like her, her medical file or something like that or a personnel file I think yeah. he says I'm gonna go look at the medical files on the Farragut. Okay, that must have been what it was.
1: Um, when did Ahura get her own quarters? By the way, because wasn't she kind of in like a, kind of like a crew bunking sort of place?
2: Yeah, I in the show. in the the Ghost of Illyrium episode, right? She had yeah. to, she had to
0: share quarters. Maybe when she got promoted to full ensign. Well and and she's also like senior staff too, like being like the comm officer. Mm.
1: So that might be like one of the perks. It's just always interesting when you say senior staff and you have an ensign in there.
2: Yeah. Being like Harry Kim.
1: Yeah.
0: Forever ensign Harry Kim. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, so um. So Kirk, you know, encourages her not to punch any more, um, you know, officers until he gets back. And, um, I guess this is the part, uh, where, um, she, we'll just keep with the, the Uhura part. Like, she continues to have these hallucinations and she's on the bridge and things are kind of like weird again. And there's a crack in the window in the in the screen and it just blasts open and what was it Pike and Spock like just fly out into space right Mm -hmm. and she's like what's going on man and um, then she like snaps out of it and like people are kind of like looking at her like um, hey Um, by the way I'm Pike Um, um, as your captain I need all my officers to uh, be healthy physically and mentally so what in the world is going on with you?
1: <laughs> well, didn't he didn't he say something like, "Aren't you still supposed to be on like bed rest or something like that"? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and yeah. Later we get the line. Everybody ignores the orders and doctors' orders. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Chapel says that maybe.
1: Later yeah, on. yeah, she does.
2: Yep. And this is where Kirk comes in I guess I don't know if this is the first meeting of Kirk and and Pike oh I just I, we made a connection I'm just checking in here mm-hmm.
0: Just seeing if she's all right yep, um, we're both concerned and uh, we we had mentioned by the way that there was this dude that was down on uh, the refinery that was kind of like freaking out. We've beamed him back to the ship he's he was in sick Bay getting checked out. And we've all converged on sickbay, by
2: the yeah. way. Yeah, and the Farragut, the Farragut's medical staff checked on this, this guy that we found, this Ramon guy we found. And, and, and he has the same
0: symptoms that Uhura was having. Right. Yeah. And um, anyway, there's something that happens, and Uhura thinks that she's hallucinating again. And Kirk is like, no, this is actually happening. This is very real. It's okay. Like, let's go get him, basically.
2: Um, yeah. I think the Ramon guy jumps up and runs out. And the security officer here is the worst shot ever.
0: <laughs>
2: like, like, come yeah. on. How did he miss? Anyway, Which we got to like- go track this guy down, right? And, like, it makes sense for Pike to go off looking for him. It makes sense for Kirk to go off looking for him. La'an joins in. But why the heck does Uhura go... I know it's an Uhura episode, but, like, there's no reason for her to grab a phaser in her condition and go hunting this guy down the hallways of the ship. Mbenga would have been like, sit your butt back down on my bed. You are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that
1: didn't make much sense. Yeah. I
2: know it's her episode, but, like, come on.
0: Yeah, and uh, so tracks him down and um, trying to stop him and, uh, and some other things from happening. And in the end, he's pretty um, paranoid and whatnot. And uh, and Uhura just starts saying some stuff to try and, what, calm him down to try yeah, and get him... Finds,
2: she finds him in the
0: nacelle room that she was working in earlier... Yeah. Trying to get him to be a little bit more reasonable, if you will. Um, like, I mean, I've seen had, these things too. Um, sharing core memories. And um, by the way, there's a, there, this compartment's about to blow up. And uh, Kirk comes in to save the day. And uh, there goes Ramon. There goes part of the ship. There was an emergency beam out, emergency transport. It happened the last second. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Interesting that they only emergency beamed out Uhura and Kirk though. He's a not red Ramon. Shirt. I mean, yeah, screw that guy. <laughs> but he's a red shirt. Yeah. Uhura's a red shirt.
0: But she's got plot armor. Yes, yes she does. (laughs) Boy, does she. Uh. Okay, so... I think this is about the time that I want to bring this up. Um, Unless I missed it, guys, but... You know, Kirk is saying to her like you're not crazy right this stuff happening is just kind of crazy and then it's it's around this time that I want to say that Ahura is, is kind of talking about how she hasn't been able to bring herself to remember some things like with the tragedy that happened with her family.
1: Am I remembering that correctly? Well she hasn't like uh, looked at pictures or anything that uh, of her family but she
0: says something to the effect of
1: I haven't allowed myself to
0: remember, I think was like the general gist. And I don't know why that like rubbed me the wrong way, but I'm like, this just seems a little too ironic, like with what happens with Nomad here in just a few years, like where she cannot remember and she has to use like a bunch of Game Boy cartridges to relearn everything. that's just me. I don't know if anyone had a similar thought or that even crossed their mind at all.
2: It it didn't, not to me.
0: Okay. So we're 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 starting to put some some of these pieces together. Um at least I think we are around this point of like what's going on with like the memories of Hemmer, right? Like in the YouTube video, um, like the zombies, the weird stuff, like fighting Uhura Kirk, um, just all this imagery, all these weird clicks and sounds. Um, and we're looking at brain scan, the comparing the brain scans. Right, and like I could be next, like it's just like a matter of, you know minutes or hours before I could succumb to the same thing basically and she remembers this this one little line that was like also mentioned at the beginning of this episode about like you gotta be mindful of the game so you don't blow the system out type of thing and um, that's where she's using her communications officer know-how and is like hey what if these what if there are these weird aliens that are actually trying to communicate with us but they can't do it the way that we can so they're speaking to us through our subconscious, basically. Cool. We're we're doing Star Trek stuff. Sweet. Um, but we're we're using dreams and weird stuff to do it, like a zombie hammer to create or to you know communicate what pain, right? Torture. Yeah. Things of that we're nature.
2: Somewhat doing the prophet stuff too, right? Mm, yeah. Appearing appearing as like people you know in your
0: life. Yeah. Um, so things are clicking and uh, we have uh, I'm gonna go there. We have this, you know, 11th hour realization that we now know how to communicate with them instantaneously, just like the discovery crew did with Species 10c. We just were able to put it all together just in a moment. No big deal. it's fine. Well, th-
2: this one seems a little bit easier to understand than the the species 10c because species 10 we went from like, how do we describe the four of us in this room right to we can relate he's our he's my one but he's also one of us and there's a huge distinction for that and like complex emotions like love we went in like two hours right this is understandable like okay claustrophobia and fear and death those are things that I think are general ideas that are easier to understand because they're not trying Maybe. to communicate like in like like deep complex ideas they're just trying to like emotions So this one is easier to buy for me
1: okay well I also think I also think it's the uh, the mind of the person perceiving it though too. Because you could perceive these sort of things as, well, they're threatening us. We need to blow these puppies to kingdom come. But you're talking to Ahura, who is not that kind of gung-ho cowboy. So when you're, you, you know... And I, I think they're also being poignant in the memories they're showing her hammer, obviously her friend who had died, and then the memory of her parents in the shuttle... That had went down, that had crashed. So, trying to convey pain in a way that she would understand, so with the unique understanding of that specific pain for her, I can see how she could sort of piece together a little bit more, but I think you could have, again, if you would have cut out some of the earlier chitter-chatter, it's very possible you could have gotten to this point and made a bit more of a show at the end. Like elongating that out a little bit, uh, perhaps, and that might have made it a little bit more cohesive, perhaps. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't think it was, it was too, it was too crazy. But I, I think it depends on the person you're talking to as
2: yeah, well. Yeah, and I think, I think David, you make a good point there. Like these extra-dimensional aliens that we're calling them invisible life forms that have poked in, like. Why did they choose did they choose to communicate with Uhura? Did they pick her specifically? and like why did they pick her did did were they able to understand that she's a communications officer and she would view things differently than picking someone like Laan, who is the tactical officer and whose first thought would be, like David said to to use force
0: are we are we um Um, I don't want to say this are we now always dealing with like sentient stuff like we have sentient mushrooms you're hurting us please stop it right We ha- now we have sentient spores in this stellar nursery stop it you're hurting us right Um, not necessarily the same thing with dilithium but we're connected to pain we go boom like is anything safe is anything safe at all I know I'm probably coming across as a little cold but like this just seems like a really recurring thing you know in these last few years of like what we've been seeing in this era of, of Star Trek I don't know. am I making it making a bigger deal out of it than it actually is?
1: No it's, it's a reoccurring conversation though about reutilizing things we've already seen before. It, it's it's just a deja vu at this point. I mean yeah I mean, we, we've dealt with this kind of thing and then sometimes they you know speak back a little louder. sometimes they're not able to you know what was the, in, in TNG with the um, uh, that took over the ship? uh that basically they thought that the ai and the ship was now sentient but it really wasn't it was a alien life form I, I can't remember that one too well but it's a fairly common theme but a lot of it's fairly common themes we just kind of ran out of ideas
2: mm. Mm. well so we've have got to stop the collection right we can't turn on we've we've repaired it right Pelia and, and Una have repaired the thing. They and had a little start, heart to heart, by the mm-hmm, way. We're going to start collecting final. deuterium, But we, we can't do it. Ah, oh, shoot, we turned it on five minutes ago, right? Well, we got to stop. Well, somehow so we can't stop, right? We can't shut it down. And I, I don't know why we can't shut it down, but we can't, right? And so Ura says, we got to evacuate. We got to blow it up. Pike's like, how sure are you? I'm certain about this—that we're hurting these aliens out here.
0: All right, let's do it. That this, this is the thing I'm just not making sense of, and I—I I, I did watch this episode. I promise you guys, I watched this episode. But if—if if, you know, collecting it, if—if these—if if these, if these extra-dimensional aliens are are poking through, and they are affected by the the harvesting, the refining of this deuterium, okay, and it's hurting them in in a variety of ways. I mean, collecting something with a shovel versus torpedoes blowing it up. Shovel, torpedoes. (laughs) Shovel, torpedoes. How is a torpedo blowing up an entire refinery, and everything connected to it, including the deuterium that has been collected, not hurt these aliens. That doesn't make sense to me. Can someone make it make sense, please?
2: That's a valid point, right? I think I think the idea is just to stop the collection because we don't want any more aliens to get trapped.
0: You know, that'd be fine. If we could just hit power off. Well, they can't. They tried to hit power off. No, but I'm saying, like, if we could, that would make sense. Power off. Open the doors. You're free. Yay. Free Willy. But no, we can't do that. We got to blow it up. Again, shovel, torpedo, shovel, torpedo.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer for you, Chase. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have an answer. This is what happens when you think about stuff. now that y'all aren't thinking, but
1: they shot also shot torpedo. like a lot of torpedoes. Boy, at that yeah, they went. I feel like one, on that thing
0: <laughs> I feel like one would have been enough.
1: No, like, they, they, they.
2: Riker shot one torpedo to blow up Lursa and Baytor's bird of prey.
0: Yeah, right. One. <laughs> yeah, they went freaking like late Voyager Janeway <laughs> on that thing. Like good. You know, no, that's have. funny. You
2: know, that's funny you mentioned that I am listening to like the Delta Flyers podcast, right? Yeah. With with Tom and Harry. And I got a little behind, so I'm still they're they're basically finished. I'm still in season five, but like they're talking about this and like in the pilot episode got chakotay says. We have thirty seven irreplaceable photon torpedoes on the ship, and like they and like we've been tracking this. We have fired eighty six torpedoes over the course <laughs> of the show, <laughs> but they were thirty seven irreplaceable
1: ones <laughs> oh, infinite ammo, bro, infinite ammo. <laughs> Just use the cheat codes I
2: mean, I'm sure the, I mean, the ship all, Voyager also went through, like, 20 shuttlecrafts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. All right, so we we blow the thing up, and um, the aliens are happy. We know that they're happy because Hemmer goes from being a zombie to being Hemmer again, and then fades away, which I did enjoy seeing Hemmer again, like, even if it was, like, Fake hammer, like I, that. That was nice seeing him again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're there. We are, and um, now it's just a matter of kind of cleaning up. And Pike's like, you know, your butt's not on the line; it's mine. So don't worry about it. I, I'll have to, but you don't. You don't worry about it. It's it's cool, type of thing. Um, I don't know why they would worry about it though. Because, like, we're in a post-scarcity society. It's not like it cost them anything to build the dang thing.
1: Well, it, it almost, to me, like, you know when we get to Deltas and we <clears throat> we view this kind of, oh, sticking up for the crew, and it's like, oh, it's good command. I feel like this was just sort of placed in there for the sake of placing something in there with Pike. Like, I wouldn't give this a Delta because I just don't think, I feel like it was, like, forced in there. hmm and I, I normally wouldn't say that, but it just—it seemed weird. It's like nobody—nobody's gonna question this. If there was an alien life form out there, guaranteed, like, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. But like, it just sort of seemed like a weird, weird cut in there. So I don't—I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, and then and then we close. I uh, we close it up basically. Kirk and Uhura are talking and like. She's showing the pictures. I'm, I was able to look at these pictures for the first time, you know, you know, now after seeing this and like, why do you think the aliens chose me? like, you were exactly what they needed. Like you were the person, like, and this was the question I was asking earlier, right? Did they choose her on purpose because of the way she thinks rather than somebody like La'an, right? You were the person that they needed to help figure this out. You had the the way of looking at this situation the right way, and uh, and he was just basically encouraging her, right, saying yeah, you know you did a good job here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And in terms of also doing our our wrap up tour, we have uh, we have another moment with uh, uh, Una and Pelia in the shuttlecraft.
1: Well, just just slightly before that we also have because you'd already mentioned it we've got kirk we've got uhura and we've got spock and they all sit down at a table and it's like foreshadowing for later
2: yeah the further the, hey this is their canonical meeting that's right that's but right. also in this we get sam kirk comes over and he's like <laughs> he's like looking at he's like what <laughs> just giving him the look like is there something you want to say here? Like no. <laughs> Fine. <sighs> you suck. I'm going away. <laughs> I love you, but you suck.
0: <laughs> oh. Yep, that's that's just Sam being Sam. Yep, sometimes he can be uh frustrating. Spock and Kirk meeting let the bromance begin let it begin yeah Uh, but yeah yeah earlier earlier just a little bit earlier than this the um, um, Pelia and and Una had their little conversation about stuff and um, part of it was this Pelia gave um, Una a C in Starship Maintenance, I believe, was the class or something like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, Maintenance 303, 307, right? So, you know, like an upper-level
0: course. And, um, like your writing was sloppy. That was meticulously researched. What are you talking about? It's like, oh, this is really isn't about a C on a paper. It was, it's about Hammer. Every time you look at me, you're reminded that he's not here. Well,
1: duh. I think that's kind of a cop-out, though. No offense, but I I just think that our new com- our new engineer is just kind of annoying. Like, she you is. could just be annoyed with somebody. You don't have to bring it deeper than that. It's like, look. You've got can't... crumbs on your uniform. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hemmer gave his life. It was pretty cool. Like, he's a pretty cool guy. It sucks he's not here, but he's a pretty cool guy. But, like, you're just you're like, annoying.
0: You're like a bajillion years old, and you're only this. I wonder why.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, can I? Are we at the end of this episode? <laughs> mean,
1: I, before comments. we get
2: into the before we get into the ratings, I really need to talk about something. Ooh. Okay. No, no, like, like I, I said it earlier. Like, and we know Anson Mount is on paternity, and that's the reason why, you know, he's not in these episodes very much. But like, I have a big problem with this. Okay, so you can't you Anson Mount, Captain Pike would have been the perfect person to guide Uhura through her journey and everything in this episode. Like the one, you know, <clears throat> working with her, helping her figure things out. Um, you know, at the end she it, it Captain Pike should have been saying you were the right person like these aliens chose you for the for a specific reason like because this is his show like he's the captain he's the main character of our show and i get that you have to change things because he's not available as much and you're letting him take a step back and i I think it's i said i think it's really hurting the show okay so he would have he should have been the character to do in a perfect world he would have been the person guiding uhura okay you can't do that so you gotta write it for a different character i have a big problem with it being kirk that they substituted in for pike in this episode and i know david you said earlier you liked le- the, the relationship building between kirk and uhura here and and yeah it's good relationship building but i think it's a big mistake because. I said this at the end of season one, like that episode really rubbed me the wrong way because the story basically said, Pike is not important at all. Pike is just a placeholder. Like Kirk is the, Kirk is the hero of Star Trek. He's the one who's really important. And Pike is just keeping the seat warm until Kirk is ready to take over and yep. he's the guy that we should really care about. That's, that's the takeaway I came away from the season one finale. And by substituting kirk in here in place of pike i know you had to substitute a character because of anson mount you know personal life i get that but again it makes me think pike's not important to the overall story kirk is the really important person here like you could have done this why not do this with una why not take your first officer give her a prominent role because i know we've been saying we want more una we she we we said in a a couple episodes ago like she's a great officer one of the best first officers in the fleet but like we really haven't gotten to see her do a lot why not put her here and give her that show her being a good first officer being a good commander like and you know helping one of her young officers through this situation Why not make it be Spock? Like, I feel like the two Spock-centric episodes have been comedy, out-of-body episodes with him. Give him, like we even saw Spock in sort of a mentor role in Children of the Comet, how he gave Uhura that pep talk there. Why not continue that and put him in place here? I just, I feel like by bringing in an outside character, it it does the show disservice and it hurts the character development of our characters on this show. And I really don't like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there... I think that there's a fundamental flaw we have here. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've all talked about, like, you know, really pushing for Strange New Worlds, aside from, you know, maybe some of the episodes at the back end of the season, season one, where we weren't really, like super high on them you know we were still like oh no this show has a lot of potential it would be a really great show but they don't the the fundamental problem is they don't have a main character now when you look at like TNG yeah Riker had episodes and Riker had command situations but he was a fundamental part of that crew he was somebody you saw almost every episode but it always all led back up to picard who was the main character in that show uh ds9 you know cisco everything rounded, I, and i think it even rounded a little bit more around cisco uh voyager same thing like you, you have a you have a main character who is not only a strong main character layered main character but somebody that you always go back to at the end of basically almost every episode because it's the main character. Anson Mount's not the main character. He, he, he isn't. They're trying to be too diverse in their um, uh, time that they give to everyone else. And they're not being consistent in who that time's given to. Now... I'm not saying that you, you, you don't do these like Uhura-centric episodes, una episodes, Spock-centric episodes. No, you do those, because that's how you develop those characters, even though, personally, I don't know that I need a centric episode anymore, because I know all these characters now. I know them all, I like them all, they're great. But it doesn't all fall back to that one central, uh, binding, you know, knot. That everything is 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 bound around. I just don't think that y- you have that that backing, and I don't know if it's a showrunner thing, writing thing, direction thing, network thing, or whatever. But it doesn't all lead back to Pike, for me, at least not in. in quite a few of these episodes especially this season and as eric mentioned everybody mentioned yeah we understand he hasn't really been there the whole time i get it i get it but how much time can you sacrifice and not round it back to your main crew i didn't need kirk here no offense i didn't need him he was fine
0: i don't want want kirk here
2: that's the point i'm trying to make here is like by bringing in kirk you're devaluing pike
0: Look, we've got, and,
2: and and I think David, this is also the problem of having just ten episodes as opposed to twenty six, right? Yeah, yeah, fair. Right, if you have twenty six, you have ample more opportunities to to develop a main character and still do your your bridge crew episodes as well.
0: Like yeah, this season, I mean, like we're we're six episodes in so far, and of the six, I, I mean, I think two thirds of this season. The quote-unquote main character, in my eyes, has been Laan. It just seems like four of those six episodes have been hyper-focused on her, or like her significantly being, you know, in or near or the the spotlight of the episodes, um, compared to like like we're talking about like with the Pikes, the Unas, right, the Spocks, the Uhuras of the world.
2: And, yeah, and I'm just I'm just I'm blown away that you hire Rebecca Romaine for this role and, and then like, don't let her do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Like I feel like this would have been perfect to slide in her right there to help to help Uhura. Like instead she was off on some side petty bickering thing.
1: Mhm.
0: <sighs> mm. Well. Okay, well um real quick let's let's get into uh, to deltas and the actual uh, evaluation of it i feel like we kind of have done the uh the commentary so we'll see uh, but uh deltas like what, what are we thinking with this and how well the different divisions were represented in this episode um eric what are you thinking
2: I mean David's like I don't do we give we don't give a command because it felt shoehorned in but like okay I maybe mean, we don't give a command to Pike but do we give a command to Kirk here for like helping this young officer through this situation and figure and figure things out I, I think we do right I, th- I would have liked to have been somebody else but I think I think we give a command to that <clears throat> are we doing science yeah we check in with Sam Kirk science officer right You know, I mean, it would have been nice to check in with our chief security officer. Right. Right. But, you know, because we got Jim Kirk, we got to go to Sam Kirk, too. Right. You know, but whatever. I want to see our chief science officer doing science. Right. That would be nice. Just saying. Um, So I I think we can give like a science, uh, science engineering, whatever. Um, I'm fine with giving all three deltas. Like, I'm not going to be that harsh in this okay. respect okay
0: what are you thinking David
1: yeah I mean I, I don't I, I think it, at face value I don't think it's worth being you know petty about much because like even the pike thing being like shoehorned a bit it still is what it is you know it, it still is you know taking uh, that leadership role taking a uh Trying to think of the word, ownership of of something over a you know a subordinate's head. It's not really their fault. They did the right thing. They had the full backing of me. So I mean, I, command command can be there, you know. And I, I think even you know, like it or hate it, with Kirk, you know, stepping in here and doing something for Uhura and not like um, just abandoning abandoning her as like a just a crazy person. I think is a, it's a lot of character, you know. Medical science p- plays a, a pretty prevalent role with the, you know, our 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 scans and all of our scans, brain scans, you know. While the first diagnosis wasn't technically correct, you know, we're we're still utilizing the best known method to get to some sort of, um, some sort of end, you know, towards the end of it and then i mean even with uh with operations we do have you know uhura still out here trying to you know kind of do her engineering thing you know she's messing with the uh, communications array even with a little bit of youtube help but like she's still kind of keeping up on that and and doing it instead of just you know requesting it be done by engineering so there's that aspect of it and also just you know like meshing our conclusion here where she you know she has that thought of like wait a minute this is basically just like a communications array just in my head like so we're using a lot of like you know our, our sort of scientific, scientific scientific methodology here to come up with a solution to a problem that doesn't make any sense pretty classic Star Trek stuff there so I'm pretty cool with giving giving the, the full gambit of, of deltas even though maybe they aren't as like shiny a deltas as they have been in the past. I've been shining them very much. You gotta shine them up. There we go. Yeah, the,
0: the the operations one, you know, with like the communications piece, like especially like with, you know, um, Uhura following like the, the initial issue and like, you know, following that basically the whole time, you know, like this is a communication thing that started from the bridge that carries us through this episode and you know having that moment of like going back to you know the mind palace and like youtube and whatnot with hammer um i I like that so um just wanted to to say that but i'm in agreement with you all i don't need to reiterate what y'all have already said so um all right well now is the time for us to assign a numerical rating uh for this particular episode so on a scale of one to 10, one being a dumpster fire and 10 being absolutely amazing. How do we rate this dang thing? Let's go in reverse order. David, what do you think I'm in?
1: Oh boy. Um, I, I actually think that this one might be a lot harder to rate than some of the other episodes. I was confused in the beginning, too much checking in with everybody. The episodes too long. It could have been condensed. And even if you wanted to keep the length, I think Eric, I think it was Eric who had said something about just like uh, like Sam Kirk, like bringing not the bickering sort of Sam, but like the the actual like scientific officer Sam, where you're you're utilizing him more to come up with a, a with like a scientific solution here. You really gave the solution to Uhura, which granted she's sort of the subject of the episode, but you know Sam has always kind of been like an afterthought in 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 this show. We we barely see him and when we do it's just okay Sam. Sam Kirk with the mustache. The guy with the mustache. He's kind of frustrating. For some reason, we don't really know why because we don't see him, but he's frustrating. You get it. Um so I think actually utilizing him would have been like a, a a great thing to do. Um and then just, you know, to Eric's point, like just not having Pike, you know, it it gets really frustrating because if you're not going to highlight Pike you should highlight your first officer, and they're not doing that really much either. You can give them a, a an episode, but there there has to be a continuance of that sort of command structure, and I just don't know that we're necessarily seeing it. But on the other side, I like the dynamic with Ahura and Kirk. I do, um, although I didn't need him to be here. I, I think it was it was good, and you know I think they're going trying to go after sort of the warm and fuzzies of like. Hey, in six years, these are these are going to be, you know, on their five-year mission. You know, Spock, Uhura, you know, Kirk, Scotty, you know, the the you know, Sulu and Chekov, and this is going to be your crew. This is like the start of the core. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was neat, it was fun, but you know, it wasn't like needed. And and like I said, man, I was I was just so darn confused as to what the episode was even about, and then it just sort of like in a snap in the last like you know, ten minutes or whatever, we're like, bang, here we are. Uh there's like uh there's things there's things in the nebula and we gotta save them. And then okay, great, and then we're done. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just it wasn't it wasn't like a particularly strong episode, but I don't think it's like necessarily flame worthy, but you know it's also not up in the the top. Um, oh God, what did I get? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, that was that was the worst one for me for sure, man. Um, was it better than charades? No, it's worse than charades, How much worse than charades was it though? I think I'm gonna give it a seven point two. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah.
0: So, I think like you you David um there there was a lot that was going on in the beginning um, and it did kind of take a little bit more lead up before things were getting going I think Eric pointed that out as well um, I, I found myself a little bored in the beginning um you know it's a bad sign whenever I get on my my phone or I start piddling with with stuff and not really staying engaged with, with an episode. Um, ever since we, we saw Kirk, um, in the season one finale, I'm just, I just don't care. I don't want Kirk anywhere near this. Like I know, I I mean, you got to expect that there's going to be some cross pollination that's going on with this sort of thing, but I just, I don't need him. I don't need him right now. Um, he can go do his Farragut stuff and whatnot. I mean, we, we have what? Um, 25 years, basically, tw- or 30 years almost of, of on screen Kirk. Like, I, we don't need more. I mean, we, I mean, we just, I, to me, we just don't. Um, and I, and I, I agree with what, um, um, Commander Eric is is saying, you know, about like sidelining your captain and basically saying he's not important. That's problematic. I mean, we were singing this show's praises like crazy last year with season 1. And it it just seems like for the sophomore outing for this this show, it is it's some it's lost something. It's lost like that Um, that special sauce that it had coming in, um, you know, like with the storytelling that they did last time. Um, what else was I gonna say? Um, the the, you know after kind of like camping out and kind of being a dog with a bone with like the shovel and the torpedo thing. Um, yeah, that like there's just some things that just aren't making sense to me, like with this episode. Um, and obviously like we had to end the episode but like first contact like was there an opportunity for like actual first contact type of operations like with this extra-dimensional kind of alien i mean that would have been kind of cool like tell us about yourself like let's i mean you have some kind of sentience you're some kind of smart like couldn't we have done something beyond like nightmares and zombie hammer and you know blowing up a refinery I feel like we could have I feel like there's a there's a missed opportunity to truly learn more beyond just dreams and nightmares um, and visions and stuff that we experienced in the episode so um, how do I rate this I'm with David that uh, it was an it was a decent episode It was okay it wasn't great it was just okay um but i don't know if i care about it enough to to check it out again um i'm gonna have to i think i'm gonna give it um It's got an asterisk because I'm probably going to change it later on. But I think I'm just going to give it the same rating as last week just because I don't know what else to do. So 6.6. Eric. Commander Eric, you're up. I mean, I I said a lot of
2: my thoughts, like, a little while ago. Um... You know, I, I don't like Kirk here. I know David just said, hey, we're planting the seeds of this is the crew. But, like, this th- this should not be a show about planting the seeds for for the next crew. This should be a show about this crew, right? I don't need that at all. I don't like Kirk coming in here. I like the interactions between Kirk and Uhura. I just don't like it Kirk, Right. Do those same interactions with a different character? Una makes the most sense, or Spock. Um, but with that said, you know it's it's like the classic. St- it's it's a it feels like a Star Trek idea, right? There were on a mission, the far reaches of space. We encounter some alien. We have to learn how to communicate and figure out what's going on. But the, yeah, then it just gets resolved very quickly. Like we oh these are aliens and this is the idea they're trying to communicate and we stop it and everything's over. Like whatever happened to like, Hey, we don't figure things out the first time because to me that feels more like Star Trek. Like, Hey, we're going to try something. That's not quite it. We're going to learn from that. And we're going to try again. Hey, maybe that even doesn't work and we have to try again that. I mean, let's, let's do more of that. Let's, let's like not figure things out on the first time. And I think Chase made a good point, too. Hey, maybe there is an opportunity to say, hey, we've... Even if it's just a line or two, right? Uh, you know, we we know they're here. We're going to try to initiate contact with them and, and learn from each other or make relations. And if they don't want it, they don't want it. We just say something like that as part of, like, a closing log, right? Um, I don't know. I just... Uh, But, like, with that said, I'm not going to – I don't think this is, like, a terrible episode. It's better than last week's episode for me because I did not like last week's episode. But, like, I think I'm right there with David at, like, a 7.2. That's – I came in with, like, a 7.4, but I think I'm going to go down to a 7.2 after talking
0: this through. All right. Okay. Well, gents um, um, our, our ratings combined gives us an average of a seven out of ten for this episode so it was 70% an average episode
2: that's what this was
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah we, we were this was really supposed to be like the the up upright we had we've had like down up down up down up and that's just, Couple flat weeks here. Well, well they're,
2: mean, gear, they're gearing up for next week's episode. But uh, next week's episode is the big one—the uh, crossover uh, directed yeah. by, you know, Captain Number One.
0: Yep. Cool. Yeah, I watched Frank, the sir. I watched the the teaser, um, on on Ready Room, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, just looking at it, I mean, the scores are slightly better. You know, like, we've been, like, the even-numbered episodes have been performing, have been trending better by our accounts than the odd-numbered episodes. So, I mean, just looking at it real quick, like, episode two, at Astra, right? 9.2. Episode four. Lotus eaters, eight point four. This one, seven. Mm-hmm. That feels like a drop off though. Yeah, but we have like some sixes in there. Now, granted the first episode was like more of a seven eight. But anyway, we're we're having like this um I don't know what it's called in math, but like we like comparatively we are seeing an increase over the prior week. With, you know, our, our even numbered ones. So like last week yeah. we had a six point seven. This week we have a seven, right? So, mm-hmm. however you want to, I mean, you you can make statistics say whatever you want it to say. It's just how you how you tease it. Yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, hey, um, I know it's been a while, but we do have a Twitter poll. Twitter poll. Alright everyone, so um, polled the people of the Twitter asked them this very on point question it was this, which Star Trek character do you hope to see the most next in a future Strange New World episode? Okay, so which Star Trek character do you hope to see the most, you know, next in a future Strange New World episode? And the choices were McCoy Rand, Scotty or Sulu.
2: Can I do a write-in at the bottom and say Pike? <laughs> <Dad> gum, <laughs> dude!
1: Wow. <laughs>
2: I'm just sorry. I just he was so, he's so good in this role. He is that I just want him more. Um, well, it was it was McCoy. Air, Commander
0: Eric needs Pike's peak, man. He really. Does. I know it was it was McCoy. Rand, Rand, Scotty, or Sulu.
2: Well, I'm going to say Scotty, right? Just because I want some engineering. Like, is Scotty on this ship? Just a junior engineer on this ship? Is he part of the engineering team? See, uh-huh. on the Farragut, I don't know. I don't know anything about Scotty's career pre-TOS, right? So, like, they could they could make him like a character here he could show up right I I, honestly I think I would be I would I would be okay with that more than I'm okay with Kirk because Kirk feels like a substitute captain and if Mm. you just had Scotty on the engineering team right so that's my answer
0: okay
1: yeah I mean I I think Scotty makes some sense here I guess for me but yeah, I think I, I think I, I like the write-in vote a little better. Pike, okay.
0: Wow. Okay, so we have a vote for Pike, and a vote for Scotty. All right, let's go to the results. So coming in in last place with zero percent of the vote, we have a tie for Rand and Sulu. Okay, which means that the next person I read is going to obviously be the winner. So, or you'll figure it out. There we go. So our runner-up with one-third of the vote, Scotty, which means that our winner with two-thirds of the vote, 66.7% of the vote, McCoy, Leonard H.
2: I guess people just want that cantankerous Southern doctor.
0: Apparently. <laughs> I don't know, that'd be kind of interesting.
2: I mean, I'd be okay with that too, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, there, there's got to be like something that's explained, I would hope, on this show. Or, or you know, to connect it between Mbanga being chief medical officer to him being like a specialist kind of help and just helping out a little bit on the Enterprise by the time TOS rolls around. Yeah. So. Well, that's the show, gang. That's it. Oh, as always, thank you very much. And, um, it's always a pleasure talking truck with y'all. Um, we'll be back next time for episode seven to talk about those old scientists, the Lower Decks Strange New Worlds crossover episode. Wow. It's actually,
2: it actually, it's actually happening.
0: It's actually happening. Wow. And we still don't know when, uh, when season four of Strange New Worlds or not Strange New Worlds um, Lower Decks is gonna drop so but there is this like little thing called a a strike that's going on but I would think all of Lower Decks would be done and ready to drop yeah
2: because I think they would just be in post-production and I don't think the writers the actors strike would have
0: anything to do with that no it shouldn't the unless they're is, unless the
2: the the post production people are in standing in solidarity with the writers and the actors, and so the, saying we're not going to work on anything.
0: The, I think the voice actors and all the animation they're part of a different guild. I think it's just the animation guild, as opposed to like SAG-AFTRA and you know WGA. So they're safe, air quotes, from it. But the sad thing is, like, if this isn't, I mean. We're already going to be delayed on like other Trek for next year because of the strike. So we're not going to necessarily have, you know, season three, of, which season three of New Worlds has already been confirmed. Um, so as long as things don't go crazy sideways, we're still going to have that season next year or sometime in the future, I should say, but probably not summer like we've had this year and the year before. So anyway, all you out there in Listerland, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to our thoughts. What do you think of this episode? Well, we'd love to hear your ratings, uh, your thoughts, your opinions on it. Check us out. Uh, you can follow us. You can check us out on all the things TRTV Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, of course, you can also um, email us and um, share your thoughts that way. Enter in coordinates to TRTVPod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission at 817-752-4757. Remember, there is a three-minute limit. Uh, before we start hearing things and punching people in noses. So please um, don't be weird. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something like um, Hemmer's YouTube video on a data pad, we'd love that. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to bold go and make it so.